0: Welcome to Health and Heart, a podcast that is concerned with the physical, mental, and spiritual well-being of those who are experiencing advanced illness and all those who care for them. This podcast is produced by the Coalition to Transform Advanced Care, also known as CTAG, where we are working to improve the quality of life for those with advanced illness. I am Elder Angela Overton, Senior Advisor to CTAG's Interfaith and Diversity Workgroup, Every episode of Health and Heart features words of wisdom, insightful revelation, and inspiration from respected faith and community leaders, especially crafted to provide comfort and peace in your healthcare journey. No matter your spiritual belief, identity, background, or vocation, our podcasts are designed to offer sustenance and encouragement. Welcome. Hi there, my name is Adriana Krasniansky and I'm a graduate student intern here at c It's my honor to introduce today's podcast speaker. Dr. Sheikh Hassan is a retired pulmonologist who served on the faculty at Howard University College of Medicine for more than 40 years. During his tenure, Dr. Hassan led several administrative roles at Howard. Most recently, he was the vice dean of the medical school at the time of his retirement. He is also a former president of the Islamic Medical Association of North America. Today, Dr. Hassan is an active member of several Muslim communities in Maryland and is also a member of CTAC's interfaith workgroup. We're honored to have him share his words with us on today's episode.
1: Greetings. This is Dr. Sheikh Hassan, and I will briefly present to you one Islamic aspect of sickness. To begin with, we should understand the purpose of our creation. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, that is, Allah glory be to Him, said in the glorious Quran, in English I quote, I created not the jinn and humans except that they should worship Me, that is, Allah alone. I, Allah, seek not any provision from them nor do i ask they should feed me we should understand the concept of worship in islam it goes beyond the rituals of prayer which is only one part of the concept of worship of the almighty god worshipping allah subhanahu wa ta'ala includes all the actions of a believer if the intention of such action is to do something good. Even habits such as eating nutritious food to maintain good health, taking care of one's family, expanding one's knowledge, both spiritual and secular, or even removing a nail from the road to prevent someone from getting a flat tire, is all part and parcel of the concept of worship of the Almighty God. It also includes taking approved medical therapy for sickness so that someone can get better. As Muslims, we believe that everything that happens to us and in this world is from the Almighty God. Nothing happens except what Allah has decreed for us. He is our protector, as we are told in the glorious Quran. This includes sickness, which is actually a test from the Almighty. We are told in the Quran that we will be tested in many ways. In chapter 2, verse 155, for example, it states, And we will surely test you with something of fear and hunger and a loss of wealth and lives and fruits, but give good tidings to those who are patient. So, as Muslims, we understand that we will be tested with wealth, with knowledge, with strength, with loss of possessions, with health, with sickness, loss of life, etc. Almost everything that happens to us is really a test. And for example, if we are given wealth, then the test will be what do we do with that wealth that we have? If we are given knowledge, what do we do with that knowledge that we have? When we are sick, how do we deal with the sickness? We are also told in the Quran that there is a reward for patience in adversity, whatever that adversity may be. As the Almighty God said, those who are patient will be rewarded and be amongst the righteous. We understand that life is a continuum and the almighty god tells us that everyone every soul shall have the taste of death now we understand that the soul never die but it lives on and the taste of death that is referred to here is the permanent separation of the soul from the body we also understand that the almighty god allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is full of mercy and he dispenses the mercy to his creation Amongst which are the human beings, that is, us. He is loving and all forgiving. I will now relate to you a personal experience uh, to show something about sickness, and that is about a heart attack that I had when I was just 46 years old. I had just returned from the pilgrimage, that is, the Hajj, and two days after returning from Hajj something that is required of all Muslims who have the health and the resources to do so, I wrote in Arabic the following, Nafsin meaning every soul shall have the taste of death. Now, I do not speak Arabic. I never wrote Arabic before, and I do not understand Arabic, even though I can read Arabic. But nonetheless, I wrote that and left it On a desk at home. That same morning, I had a heart attack. And a neighbor saw the ambulance on the driveway of my home, and he came over and actually rode in the ambulance with me to the hospital. He, by the way, is also a physician like me, a pulmonary physician. And on the way to the hospital, Inasmuch as I was in somewhat of a shock because of the heart attack, I understand that he was calling out some disturbances in the rhythm of my heart, which, from my knowledge and experience, I understand are very ominous signs and are likely to result in death. So, with that knowledge, I was not scared, I was not terrified. But rather, I was prepared to die. And in fact, I turned my head to the right side, the side where the head should be turned when someone is buried, and not being scared at all. As soon as I was wheeled into the emergency room, within a matter of a second or two, I had a cardiac arrest. Cardiopulmonary resuscitation was performed, I was later told, of course. And this was for a prolonged period. I was also told later on that on at least two occasions, the doctors were about to stop the procedure because the resuscitative effort had gone on for so long. And shortly thereafter, when they they made the decision to stop, the rhythm of my heart came back and they continued. So this was a prolonged uh, procedure. Eventually, I regained consciousness. And as I was improving, I had another cardiac arrest in the hospital, this time in the coronary care unit. And there I had an out-of-body experience, something which I did not believe in until it actually occurred, and I experienced it personally. I was uh, up in the ceiling looking down at the nurses and the doctors trying to resuscitate my resuscitate me, albeit successfully. I eventually recovered after a very prolonged hospitalization. And during the recovery, I had a visitor from the Islamic uh, Center in Washington, D.C. He was the person who was assigned to pronounce the call to prayer at the center and also one who had committed the entire Quran uh, to memory. During his visit, he gave me encouragement. And one of the things he said to me stuck with me then, which I did not know uh, uh, at that time, even though I had heard it before. But ever since then, this has been part of me. And that is, he said, that the sins of those who go to Hajj are wiped out if they perform the hajj with sincerity and, and uh, uh, according to the uh, rituals as dictated. And then he said something else, that your sickness, the heart attack that you had, confirms that your hajj is accepted by Almighty God. He reminded me of a statement that the Prophet Muhammad in whom be peace, said, and I quote, Whenever someone is afflicted with a hardship, be it sickness, sadness, worry, harm, or depression, even a thorn sprig, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala expiates his sins because of it. And he also said that the Prophet Muhammad, on whom be peace, said, "No one is afflicted with harm because of sickness or some other inconvenience." except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove his sins from him as a tree sheds its leaves so as muslims we don't wish to be sick we don't wish for calamity but if we do fall sick and face calamities then we rise up to the challenge we renew our faith in the almighty god and we humbly and, submit, and we humbly submit ourselves to him and through all of this, we appreciate the blessings, even in falling sick, and in having the calamity that uh, we may have had. We are also reminded in the Quran that ev- after every hardship, there is relief. The Prophet Muhammad, on whom be peace, said that the rights of one Muslim over another are six. One, when you meet someone, you greet with the salutation of peace. When invited, you respond to the invitation. When asked to give consults in a matter, you give sincere advice. When someone sneezes and praises the Almighty God in return, you ask the Almighty God to have mercy on him or her. And this is something that we see Almost everybody practicing regardless of their faith. And when someone is sick, you visit him or her. And finally, number six, when someone passes away, you accompany uh, the funeral procession. So let's deal with the fifth one, which is when someone is sick, you're visiting him or her. There is a reward uh, for visiting the sick. Um, The prophet on whom we peace said, one who visits a sick brother or sister, will continue to be in the harvest of paradise until he or she returns home. So there is that reward for visiting the sick person. Now I should mention that when visiting the sick person, we should provide comfort to the sick by reminding him or her that sickness expiates sins, that we should speak to the sick person in hopeful terms, that we should pray for the sick person and for his or her family. And we should advise the sick person to follow the doctor's instructions unless they are good reasons not to. We should avoid probing into the nature and treatment of the illness that the sick person is experiencing. And we should avoid telling the sick person about our own problems when visiting that person. And lastly I should say that the and this is a quote again from the Prophet Muhammad on whom be peace, and he said that when you visit a sick person, tell him or her to make prayer for you, for his prayer is like that of the angels. So we as Muslims see sickness not as a punishment from the Almighty God, but rather as a test and a purification of one's sins. Finally, in conclusion, the Almighty God, as he tells us in in chapter 2 of the Glorious Quran, verse 286, says, Almighty God, tasketh not a soul beyond its scope, for it, is only that which it has earned, and against it only that which it has deserved. And we pray, Our Lord, condemn us not if we forget or miss our mark. Our Lord, lay not on us such a burden as thou didst lay on those before us. Our Lord, impose not on us that which we have not the strength to bear. Pardon us absolve us, and have mercy on us, thou art our protector, and give us victory over everything. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening with us today. To learn more about the Coalition to Transform Advanced Care and our mission, please visit our website at www.thecetac.org, or to connect with the faith and community leaders you've heard on our podcast. Visit CTAC's Interfaith and Diversity Workgroup page on our website. Thanks again for listening. We hope you will join us next time for another episode of Health and Heart.